0: Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. Today is August 20th, 2022. Let's talk about the heavyweight fights that took place today. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Well, let me just say this. There was a big puncher fighting today. I wanted to see the guy with his off hand throw a lot of hooks, force his opponent, who I consider to be the better boxer, right, to move into his on hand, right, to literally force the better boxer away from his off side, the side with his off hand, and to then get lured into trading. Now, I saw that on this fight card. Unfortunately for Anthony Joshua, the slugger who followed that game plan was Zhang Zhili, not Joshua. Right? Zhang Zhili gave Philippe Ergovic all he can handle. And understand, I consider Ergovic even now to be the heir apparent at heavyweight. We'll talk about that fight, but first let me pivot here. Let me point out a few things. I need for people to understand the rarefied ear that you just watched. Right, The two heavyweight fights feature a bronze medalist in the Olympics, Philippe Ergovic. and I thought he got jobbed, a silver medalist in the Olympics, that's Zhang Zhili, and two gold medalists in the Olympics, both Usyk and Joshua, right? I need for people to get the fact that what Joshua said after the match is true, right? I know a little about Joshua's background, right? Like many of you, I'm a boxing fan who likes to find out about some of these fighters, Joshua was 100% accurate when he says, "Look, I was living a different life. I got into boxing out of necessity. Later than many of the people around me." Right? It's Joshua's talent level, his the possibilities that fascinate people. Right? Joshua wins the gold medal. People didn't really expect that, right? Understand when we see Joshua, we see a guy who we understand is learning on the job against some great fighters. I need for people to understand that Alexander Usyk is one of the great fighters of our time, right? Gold medalist, still unbeaten undisputed, not unified, undisputed at Cruiser, comes up to heavyweight, has now beaten Anthony Joshua twice, right, he's a fighter's fighter, it's not just Joshua too, he's been in the ring with Joe Joyce, right, in a semi-professional match, beat Joe Joyce, has beaten people like Michael Hunter, Right? Michael Hunter, if he ever gets an opportunity, I think is going to be a big problem for some bigger guys at heavyweight. Right? So, what I want people to realize is right now, after a second loss to Usyk, Joshua remains one of the most compelling people in the entire sport. I need for Joshua to think about Manny Pacquiao. Great fighter, obvious Hall of Fame fighter, right? When he's eligible, they'll say, Manny, come on in, right? We all know Manny's a Hall of Famer, but we also know that there was a time in Manny's career where Manny had an underdeveloped right hand, and he was in against boxing royalty. El Terrible, Eric Morales, great fighter. Manny's trainer, Freddie Roach, after the fight, admitted that Manny needed to develop more of a right hand. Manny's fans stayed with him. As with Anthony Joshua, we understood. Manny was learning on the job. Life is a learning experience. Understand, Manny later beats big names. right? Beats Oscar De La Hoya get stopped by Marquez. I want Anthony Joshua to realize that Manny's fans stayed with Manny. Right? It's not all about wins and losses. Let's give boxing fans some credit. We like some guys. We identify with them. We understand the guys learning on the job, just like boxing fans are learning on the job. Right, so Anthony Joshua is a dominant athlete. He has rare power with both hands. There are times in this Usyk fight where whatever hand Anthony threw, right. While I would have liked to have seen more left hands personally, just understand, I I, I understood whatever hand Anthony threw. If he landed right, Usyk could be in trouble. There's a sequence in this fight where Anthony gets inside and lands, body shots with both hands, right? I can tell you Usyk recovered, but I can tell you in the moment, I was expecting Usyk to just drop to the canvas because I know Joshua is a blessed puncher. Now, let me say this, and I don't say it lightly, right? Joshua has won some big fights, he beat Vladimir Klitschko. He's shown some major courage in fights. The Klitschko fight, he's down on the canvas. He gets up. He looks shaken. Right that fight, I was expecting him to lose. He's shown a lot of courage in fights. He beat Joseph Parker. Understand, folks, Parker is still very much in contention to become heavyweight champ. Again for Parker. Parker. Right? So, you know, Joshua has a lot in front of him, if he wants it. Now, longtime viewers here know that if I were to receive 50 million-plus dollars, and that's on the low side, after paying other people, right? Sparring partners, my manager, my trainer. After paying people, if I to receive tens of millions of dollars especially today with Bitcoin below $22,000, you know what I view Bitcoin as, the future, right? I would certainly take $10 million and throw it toward Bitcoin, right? Let's say I'm not going to starve. If I've made 50, spending 10 on speculative high-growth investments, right? Obviously... I get that boxing is extremely dangerous. I can tell you some of the best fighters I've seen are hardly ever interviewed because they have slow speech, because you can tell the sport has taken a toll on them. I'm not going to blame any professional fighter, especially after they get financial security, especially after they've risen to the heights that an Anthony Joshua has risen to right olympic gold medalist, unified heavyweight champion i'm not going to begrudge any fighter who says you know what the sport's been good to me i'm now gonna leave the stage leave this stage um pivot to my family pivot to business ventures etc right if anthony joshua decides to leave the sport all i can say is hey champ thank you so much for all the good times you provided. But I need for Joshua to understand who he is right now. Right, folks, he's compelling. He's a Manny Pacquiao figure. Right, if Zhang Jili were to fight, I'm sure promoters realize this, if he were to fight in Macau, right, folks, a gambling mecca that's bigger than Vegas. If he were to fight in Macau, who would fill the seats the most? You know, an argument can be made that it's not Usyk. That the person who would make that fight, especially since Zhang is a slugger, the person who would make that fight even more compelling would be Anthony Joshua. Because understand, we get the brand big time power with both hands. Whether it's a overhand right, whether it's an uppercut, whether it's a hook, you understand few do it as well as Anthony Joshua. Right? So Joshua's career is far from over. Right? A Joshua-Deontay Wilder fight would be big. Joshua only has to be right once in any fight to win it, right? Understand, too, Joshua's the kind of athlete who, in the Andy Ruiz rematch, decides, okay, I'm going to dance, I'm going to move, I'm not going to stay around the pocket against this guy, right? And who has the athleticism, and he's a big man. You saw that when you looked at him next to Robert Garcia. You thought, gee, I don't recall Robert Garcia being a short guy. (laughs) And here was Garcia looking like he was standing next to an NBA player. Right? Joshua's one of the few who has the athleticism with the size. Understand, Zhang Jili, who has the punch, can't move around the ring like Joshua. Understand, Zhang Jili has the punch with the left hand. He doesn't have Joshua's power with his off hand, even though he did drop <laughs> Philippe Ergovic early in the fight. So let's say this about the Joshua fight. What surprised me, and I lost big on it, folks. I had the under 10 and a half rounds, did not win, and poorer now than I was this morning. But let's talk about it. What shocked me was I really thought that Joshua would channel George Foreman. They actually mentioned it on the telecast, by the way, the Foreman Michael Moore fight. Right? Moore, uh, Southpaw. Right? Foreman uses a left hook to convince Moore to move over to Foreman's right side. Right? And then, of course, Foreman gets the KO later in the fight, I thought that Usyk, who's a great fighter, who's almost impossible to hit in the head, who seems to be able to land that straight left on anyone, right? I thought Usyk was too much of a problem the first time around, operating on Joshua's left side. I thought Joshua was going to come out and throw a lot of left hooks. Folks, he has a great left hook. I thought Joshua also was going to park his right hand here, at least early. So if Usyk slips in with that straight left, and folks, look at the first fight. He lands a straight left in the first round a few times in that first fight. I wanted Joshua to have it blocked, right? The idea was change the dynamic of the first fight. Now Joshua tries to right. He comes in. He's going to the body here, but it's a right to the body. I was shocked by that because I thought, "Wow, do I really want to be throwing rights to the body opposite a southpaw with a lethal straight left?" Right. But Joshua comes in. He's trying to throw counters to the body. He's trying to change the game. Usyk's a little bit shorter than Joshua, so Joshua bends at the knees. Has changed his center of gravity. Right? Those were the adjustments he made. But the problem was, right, Joshua doesn't have the amateur experience of a much slower-footed fighter, Zhang Jili. Right? Zhili, against, to me, a possibly great fighter who knows how to use length, was able to cut off the ring on Philippe Bergovic Right? Zhili's on his front foot. Gili's picking angles. Right, Ergovic tried to dance to Gili's left hand, if you could believe that idiotic strategy. And Gili, much slower than Joshua, more one-handed than Joshua, was right a few times in that fight. Understand, big punchers can stop traffic. You're watching the fight, the fight's moving. There are a few times in that ergovic Zhili fight, where Zhili landed a big left hand. And there's a pause. You thought, oh, is this the fight? Is Ergovic gonna crumble? And Ergovic somehow took the punch. Folks, you didn't have that in the Joshua Usyk fight, apart from the moment I mentioned where Joshua landed a few body shots, right? You had a great fighter. As they told you on the, the Zone telecast, right? Chris Mannix said he's an obvious first ballot Hall of Famer. He had a great fighter, Usyk, who still had too much room to operate. Joshua's not cutting off the ring, at least not the first half of the fight. Right? In a fight where Joshua could not afford to have a boxing match break out. Guess what happened, folks? A boxing match broke out. As I said in the pre-fight video, you needed by the end of the second round to feel that the fight was materially different than the first fight. Here, you didn't get that. Right? Josh was a guy who in his late teens picked up boxing. Right? The kind of stuff that a Tyson Fury, that a Zhang Jili. That a Philippe Ergovic would do. Right? You can imagine. Zhang Jili against. And that would be a great fight, by the way. Southpaw against Southpaw. Zhang Jili against. Obviously, this is getting a state response here. Zhang Jili against Usyk would not allow Usyk to dance around. Right, Gili would have to set it up so it looks like he's stalking Usyk. Right, big man, and that's who I want the boxing press to talk to, right? A Lennox Lewis, a George Foreman, a Vitaly Klitschko. I want to hear their commentary on this fight. Right, Joshua views himself as a boxer, not as a stalker. Roberto Duran, major inside fighter, weighed in before this fight in an interview. Google him. And he basically was saying, look, you know, Joshua needs to be the big man here. right?" And Duran, by the way, not that big a guy. But understand, Duran, if he's fighting some dude who's moving around, right, Ray Leonard, the first fight. Duran made sure to back that guy up. Right, folks, Duran gets Ray Leonard up against the ropes at times in that first fight. Here, Joshua looked confused. Second fight in a row. Let me say this too. You know, boxing really is a lifestyle. You mention fighters with great trainers. And they actually have relationships, right? How long has Derek James been with Jamel Charlo? How long has Derek James been with Errol Spence? Now, it's interesting. You had two fights, right? The Ergovic fight. Ergovic and Ronnie Shields. Ronnie Shields is a great trainer, folks. They haven't been together that long. You want to talk about bad body language a fighter looking discouraged and by the way for the record i did think ergovic eked out that zhang fight by closing strongly right but let's just say ergovic looked discouraged the joshua robert garcia fight you saw the changes you saw joshua bending at the knees you saw joshua being more aggressive early you saw joshua going to the body but you also understood Right, that Robert Garcia with Joshua wasn't the same in their first fight as Robert Garcia was with people like his brother, Mikey Garcia, with whom he'd been with for a while. Right, it takes a while to learn from these superstar trainers. I can't walk into Abel Sanchez's gym and suddenly be an Abel Sanchez fighter on par with the guys who have been around Abel Sanchez for years, right? A lot of the sport is muscle memory. It's in the moment. It's hearing the trainer in your head after hearing him for years, right? So I thought Anthony Joshua gave a gallant performance, right? He he tried hard and stuff like that. I thought he lost the fight by at least three rounds, I thought it was interesting because there were some moments that he had where, you know, he hit Usyk with some shots. But then Usyk would come back, right? And I didn't like the way Usyk was able to get inside. Usyk was... Just look at the times where Usyk slips inside Joshua's left hand and is inside on Joshua, able to hit him in the head. Understand, too... You know, a big man, think George Foreman, right? Think Vladimir Klitschko against Alexander Prevetkin. A big man sometimes will run up to a small man and grab him, lean on him, right? The leaning drains energy. Right here, after a while, you didn't notice the size difference between Joshua and Usyk. Right? Joshua comes into this fight with a greater than 80% KO ratio. You understand against elite opposition. Joshua has a challenge imposing himself on that elite opposition. Right? So we get that Joshua entered the sport late. He's kind of like Sergio Martinez, one of the better 154s, in recent years who came into the sport late, right? Joshua came into the sport late. We understand he's learning on the job, right? I'm just telling you he remains compelling box office. Over the next few days, a cottage industry is going to emerge. This is how you know the public is into a guy's career, into the guy, that the guy has a brand. Every boxing fan you meet at the bar, at the pub, right? Everyone is going to have an opinion on how Joshua can improve. You know mine, right? Throw more left hooks against southpaws. Get the southpaw off your left side, right? Be aggressive. Think about your game, not what the southpaw's doing. Walk into some punches from the southpaw, right? Southpaw's offhand, his right hand, right? Don't even care about the feints on the right hand. Impose yourself on the southpaw early, right? You know my views. Somebody else is gonna have different views. They're gonna say, hey, I like what Robert Garcia had him doing. Throw that right hand to the body. It was landing on Usyk. Right, folks, understand we don't care about some other fighters enough. To be critiquing what they're doing we care about anthony joshua right joshua is going to remain one of the most compelling people in boxing dare i say the loss is going to make him even more compelling ali lost to joe fraser suddenly the greatest was no longer invincible Right, Lennox Lewis lost to Oliver McCall. Right, suddenly the Olympic gold medalists who beat Boe in the 88 Olympics. Right, who was unbeaten as a heavyweight. Now people were wondering, hey, can we beat him? Right, understand. Andy Ruiz, look up his past. Ruiz was a prodigy by his late teens. Folks, his hand speed is unusual. Right? Joshua's only lost to two guys. Andy Ruiz and Usyk. And I'm just telling you, Usyk's a great fighter. I do not expect Tyson Fury to fight Usyk. Understand, Usyk because his head can nullify a jab, right, from a righty, and because he's too fast, he's much faster than Joshua in terms of feints and movement, I believe he'd be too fast against Fury, for Fury to go southpaw, right? My guess is that Fury stays retired for now. Right? I do feel that Usyk will have problems himself against Philippe Ergovic. Because Ergovic, like Usyk, isn't a pot-shotter. He's a combination puncher. Now let's talk about Ergovic against Zhang Jili. Now as I said before the fight, this was one of the worst matchups possible for Philippe Ergovic right? The worse. Because Ergovic is really a boxer. I know he has a punch. I did not put him in my top five of the hardest punchers in the heavyweight division. I did have Zhang Jili. Right, folks, this fight easily could have been scored differently. This fight hung in the balance late in the fight. I'm talking about at the beginning of the 11th round, you were thinking, man, whoever takes these last two rounds might win the fight and Ergovic did but understand he's fighting a guy who had a great amateur pedigree a guy a big man with a big punch who knows he's a big man with a big punch right Zhang wasn't wasting a lot of time with jabs folks he understood He had to corner Ergovic, because Ergovic in the middle of the ring is too dangerous. He can play a long-distance game. He has ring coverage, not just for big shots, but for ordinary exchanges, right? So I want people to think about what happened in the first round of this fight, right? It was heavyweight boxing at the highest level. Ergovic comes out and is showing you flashes of greatness, you see the spacing. You realize Ergovic can win all the slow rounds from the outside. But then Gili comes in. Now he has an A-level left hand. It's A-level. Right? As I said, I had him on my top five punchers list. Just go back and look at that video in the heavyweight division. But it's with his off hand. It's a right hand. It's a right hook. Arthur Baturbi of style hits Ergovic right around here right it slides off the back of his head but I thought it's a legitimate punch and it has enough sting on it to drop Ergovic right folks inside it's a tale of two fights inside Zhang Zhili was murderous He was right several times in that Ergovic fight. He landed so many punches that my advice to the Ergovic people is if Usyk pivots and says, hey, man, I want one more fight this year. It's August. Let me fight your guy in December. Right? If I were the manager for Ergovic, I'd say, no, no, man, that's too soon. Right? With the crown jewel of sports dangling in front of me, the world heavyweight title, I would say, hey, now, let's have that fight in April. Why? Because my guy just got the living daylights beaten out of him. My guy just took more punishment than most heavyweights take in 90% of their careers. Folks, Ergovic got battered during the post-fight interview. While he was talking, blood started dripping down his face from a gash that he had in his head. That happened from a headbutt in the third round. Right, boxers have poker faces. Erkovic has a poker face, and, you know, he's Croatian, so you, there's a little bit of a cultural barrier, a little bit of cultural machismo there. Right, folks, he got battered. This fight reminded me of Ron Lyle against George Foreman. Right folks, that fight happened in the 70's. This was a shoot out. From up close, Zhang Jili dominates. The only reason Ergovic won this fight is because Ergovic has a back foot, throws combinations, and because Zhang Didn't even try to match Ergovic's volume. So Ergovic had heavy volume. Ergovic won most slow rounds. But make no mistake, there are several times in this fight, at least a handful, where Ergovic gets hit with Zhang's left hand. And you wondered if he was going to make it to the end of the round. Right, understand, Zhang's left hand caused Ergovic to have terrible body language. Right, Ergovic is hit, and you were wondering, is he finished? That happened several times in the fight. Let me just say this, too. Just like you watch a Wilder fight, and you're thinking, man, why can't an opponent avoid Wilder's right hand? Right? It looks like guys are tiptoeing away from Wilder's right hand, right there. You know, you're watching the Luis Ortiz rematch and you say, okay, Luis Ortiz is pitching a shutout here. But it feels like he's walking on eggshells every round. Understand the same way guys can't avoid Wilder's right hand, guys can't avoid Zhang's. Left hand. Let me just say, Wilder Zhang in China. I believe that fills the stadium. I'm almost afraid to see that fight happen. Right there, as in the Joshua fight here. And I made a mistake here. I would take whatever under bet I can get. Right, you give me ten and a half rounds under. I would take that. And it's after seeing Zhang go 12 rounds against the guy I think might be the best in the division. Right? Let me also say this, too, and I don't say it lightly. I know Ergovic is going to get a lot of heat from people who, like him, thought he was going to dominate Zhang. Right? Zhang's underrated. This is Zhang's first loss, folks. Right? Jang seemed to solve his dehydration problem. Right? He makes it to the end of the fight. He clearly thought in the twelfth round all he had to do was survive the round to get the decision. I haven't seen the copy box numbers. I'm guessing the copy box numbers will show that Ergovic threw many more punches than Zhang Jili. Right? But Jili's a big man and understand. Gili's power shot showed that he hits harder than Ergovic. He landed so many power shots that he thought his power shots offset Ergovic's superior volume. So here's what I expect in the heavyweight division. Right? All four guys who just fought. All four have lucrative futures if they want it. Obviously, Usyk has money in the bank. Joshua has money in the bank, right? I assume Zhang and Ergovic aren't quite in the wealth zone that Usyk and Joshua are, right? These guys will have to figure out if in their 30s they want to continue fighting, right? The Usyk, Joshua part of the equation. Just to understand, Ergovic was unimpressed with Usyk, right? Derek Chisora, quite frankly, of all the heavyweights who faced Usyk, gave Usyk his toughest fight. Right, Ergovic learned a lot from Zhang Zhili, right? First, he doesn't want to deal with power punching southpaws. But understand, he's just been in with a southpaw for 12 rounds. Right, he'll benefit from that experience. Should he fight Usyk. Right, let me say too, power is the last to go. I know people are commenting on Jang Jili's age. Folks, you don't want to face Jang Jili. Right? This guy understands that he's a big man. This guy knows how to cut off the ring. Ergovic fights long most guys don't there's a reason why a lot of heavyweights were given the opportunity to fight ergovic and they said no nah, no nah, i'm good right even when it was explained to their team hey you'll become the mandatory if you beat this guy they were like nah no, nah, no, nah, i'm good i don't need to deal with a, uh philippe ergovic right i know jared anderson <laughs> wants to fight philippe ergovic okay fine Folks, understand it's too late now. Now that Ergovic has the status, er- Ergovic can just wait until the champion fights him. Right? No reason to take chances. Also, now that Ergovic just ate a lot of power punches and is dealing with actual cuts, a gash on the top of his head, right? Ergovic can say, hey, I'm not going to fight for the next eight months. Right? Let's have my head heal both from the inside and the gash before I get back in the ring. Right. So life is unfair. The heavyweight division is the glamour division. Let's just say right now it has a lot of intrigue. There are a lot of lucrative fights. Right. There are some, Bob Arum, who believes Tyson Fury is going to reappear. Right? Understand, Tyson Fury still is the lineal. I know, I know a lot of people are going to say you can't retire and still be the lineal. Right, folks? If Tyson Fury announced that he was going to fight Anthony Joshua next at Wembley, how many people do you think show up given that Tyson Fury? when he fought Dillian White had more than 90,000 people there, right? How many people do you think show up for that fight? Anyway, that's how I see it. Let me cut this video short 37 minutes in. That's how I see it. Obviously I could talk about the heavyweight division all day. Let me know your thoughts, but let's just say of the two fights, you saw one of the blessed punchers at heavyweight, who fought like he was one of the best punchers at heavyweight, and that was Zhang Jili, right? They called him Zhang, right? Zhang Jili, right? He's the one who cut off the ring. Joshua would benefit from looking at that film, right? You saw a great fighter, Usyk, right, folks? We'll be talking about this guy for a long time. You saw a great fighter with just too much for Anthony Joshua, right? You mean to tell me I'm watching the rematch, we're five rounds in, and Usyk is still on Joshua's left side? Joshua has found no way to get Usyk away from his left side? You mean to tell me that after Joshua shows some signs of life, and like the 10th round, Usyk comes back out and, you know, is hitting Joshua with power shots, Joshua's leg stiffens, right, Joshua starts standing too upright again, right, you mean to tell me at the end of the second fight, we had another boxing match, where Usyk showed he was too fast for Anthony Joshua, right, think about the Usyk effect, he shows up at heavyweight, he beats Joshua the first time, suddenly Tyson Fury's retiring, He beats Joshua the second time. We're all wondering what happens next, right? Just understand how fast things are developing. The first fight with Joshua, Usyk was the big underdog. Now, after the second fight, he's the big bad wolf. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. By the way, another guy who understood that he's a big puncher, who understood that he needed to cut off the ring, who wanted to make a statement, who reached the conclusion that his opponent couldn't stop him, who started throwing hooks with mean intentions, was Callum Smith. Please, whatever you do, don't sleep on 175, right? Beevil against Ramirez, folks, that's a huge fight, You want to talk about punchers Anthony Yard against Paterbiev? That's a huge fight. Callum Smith against anybody. Understand he's only lost to Canelo. That's a huge fight. If Canelo beats Golovkin at 168 and then says to himself, I'm in my 30s, I don't want to lose weight for fights. I'm really a 175-pounder. Think about the Callum Smith-Canelo rematch how big that fight would be. Who cares if a title's involved? You and I know, too, the winner of that fight would be in line for a title shot at 175, right? Don't get blinded by the heavyweight division. That is the glamour division. Let's just say a lot's going on at 175. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I look forward to your comments. Thanks for stopping by.